try to start this off by setting the scene. You uh, pull up, um, you're surrounded by dozens of other cars in this uh, kind of neighborhood area um, in uh, north central-ish Omaha. Um, uh, you park, at least last Friday, in a snowbank, um, and you, you literally um, follow your nose to the entrance uh, it smells distinctly of fish. <laughs> uh, you get inside, and there's this, uh, I guess it's a hallway, but it, it much more closely resembles a tunnel. Um, there's actually a sign on the, the, the wall that says, do not leave children undetended in the tunnel. Um, and you pass hundreds of people, hundreds um, uh, who are, uh, by the way, all have a beer in their hand, except for the children, so right. far as I can uh, tell. I would hope. Um, and, and then you finally emerge uh, through this dark, cavernous, kind of wet tunnel, and you, you emerge on the other side, and you walk up, and you're in a gigantic cafeteria-style room, and the smell of, there, there's a thin layer of, like an atmospheric layer uh, and it is fish smoke, <laughs> and uh, and the smell of fish is way stronger now. Right. And you are now at the Holy Name Fish Fry, and there are, through the course of a Friday evening, there are on average 2,000 people who eat at this fish fry, as well as drink very cheap beer and wine and uh, play some pickle cards. <laughs> well, well, that's a lot of fish. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to the Omaha Dines podcast. Uh, I'm Sarah Baker Hansen. I'm Matthew Hansen. Yeah, and uh, this week we are talking about, if you hadn't already figured it out, fish fries and fish. And, and also seafood and Omaha's yeah. weird relationship with right. seafood. And so we thought it was appropriate being it's Lent season and fish fry season to kind of do a dive into this topic. Uh, dive Matthew, right into that bad <laughs> of fish oil. Fish grease. Fish grease. <laughs> so Matthew spent his Friday evening at the Holy Name Fish Fry, which if you are from Omaha, you will know this is the probably the largest of the, the Catholic church fish fries that yeah. happen during Lenten season. But it's not the only one. There are many, many of these that happen all around Omaha. So you gave us a little, a little bit of a look into what it's like getting there. Yeah. What do you think kind of draws people to that fish fry? That is a fascinating question. It is most definitely not the fish. <laughs> Although the fish at the Holy Name Fish Fry was pretty good. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying it was bad or anything. And the Holy Name Fish Fry, we should add, is very old school. So tell us what's on the menu. Uh, I, I'm forgetting the name of the fish. Do you remember? I think it was like haddock, Alaskan yeah. haddock. And, and, you know, uh, breaded yeah. and fried. And, fried. Um, and uh, coleslaw, uh, fries, and a piece of bread. That's it. Yes. No other options. 
Uh, not that I saw. I mean, there there were uh, there. I I happened upon a, a friend there who is a vegetarian, and he was just immediately handed <laughs> the same plate of food before he could say, "Oh, I don't eat fish." Yeah. Um, there's also ice cream that okay. you can purchase for right. uh, like a dollar or whatever. Nice. The the um and by the way, teas. I'm writing about this for this Friday's right. newspaper because I'd never been to the Holy Name Fish right. Fry before. In fact, I really have no relationship to the fish fries in generals. But every Friday during Lent. I mean, who knows? Tens of thousands of people in Omaha, or at least several thousand people in Omaha overall, go to one of these mini fish fries around right. town. They are, I mean, clearly what draws people is the allure of community. Right. By the way, uh, most of the people that go to these fish fries, most people that go to the Holy Name fish fry do not go to Holy Name. No. And... They, uh, many of them are not Catholic. Right. So it's not like they have some, you know, that they have to eat right. fish on this Friday. They, they just want to be there. I think. Right. It's this tradition that I think has grown over, I don't know how many generations, you know, it is all ages of people that you see at a fish fry. It is kids, it's families, it's people who go in groups of friends. I mean, and really you could just pick a random fish fry point your finger at one and go and you'd be welcomed you'd be able to eat it'd be affordable all of those things but the holy name fish fry has something about it that has kind of i feel like made it almost like in the terms of in the fish fry season like a legend it was the first one what do you think like when you were there what were there things that you kind of like saw or experienced that you could tell why people have such an affinity for it despite the fish grease aroma i I think lack of options no i think it's (laughs) It's like anything else. It's the sort of thing, it just builds on itself. I mean, the food is good or good for a fish fry. The beer is cheap. The The, the beer was raised this year to $3. Um, <laughs> and that was, you know, I think they were like a little worried yeah. that people were going to complain about that because before it had been $2. By the way, you also get a free beer when you enter. Okay. Um, so I mean, how uh, come that's pretty. The good wine deal. is still two dollars. <laughs> it is straight out of that Franzia box. <laughs> and by the way, the beer choices are Bushlight or Bushlight. I mean, what would you expect, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, it is exactly what it purports to be, and it is fun. There's something I mean, kind of refreshing is, about that, though, right? Yeah, and I mean, amongst the people that I saw there. Uh, a contingent from uh, Saddle Creek, like one of the, you know, a couple of the guys that run Saddle Creek, along with a bunch of, you know, hip Omaha musicians. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, uh, weirdly in the same uh, uh, genre, but very different, I ran into a guy and interviewed a guy who um, his last name is Thorogood. Uh, and he is the brother of George Thorgood. I mean, who knew? Of George Thorgood and the Destroyers. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't believe him. He's yeah. a retired Omaha firefighter who's been going to the fish fry the entire time. He used to, mm-hmm. They used to drive the fire truck on duty to the fish fry, pick up fish, and bring it back to the station. And the fire chief would come and eat with them. Wow. So it's just, it's just one of those things that's in Omaha's yeah. DNA. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's just such a, a, a thing of tradition that I, I think people just identify with it and they just want to be there every uh, every year. Yeah. And so we, we kind of got talking about this fish fry, that it's fish fry season. And I'm going to do a list later this week of some of my favorite places to get seafood and fish during Lenten season. And Matthew's doing this column. And so we were like, this seems like a perfect topic. And so it got us to talking not just about fish fries, but kind of the seafood tradition in Omaha. Can or, I, can oh, I, before sorry. we get there, yeah, can I ask yeah. you one question? Yeah, I sure. want to put you on the spot okay. here. Uh, 
you have done many, many food prowls of have. all uh, menu items uh, around Omaha, including highly controversial ones, right? Yeah. Best pizza. Yeah. That is, that is the thing that gets people very best, best animated. Best burger, I would say. Yeah, best there. burger. Yeah. Best burger. Um, but you have not done best Omaha fish fry. No, and I will not. And can you tell can you tell our our viewers and listeners why? <laughs> because I just know that it doesn't matter what we would pick. People would be just so angry. <laughs> Whatever. If we chose one, it would just be like we would have to end food prowl or something. <laughs> it'd just be like a massacre of anger. And I just I don't I you know, I try to not care about that, but I just that's I just will never wade into that because I feel like it's it's just so people have such an affinity to their fish fry uh -huh. or one or the other. And if I were to have to call a fish fry's food bad, <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I think I, I wouldn't be See, able to. See, I love the drama. I wouldn't so be I able to that, do I this. To I wouldn't be able to do this job anymore. People would lose all respect for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, but that, that really does get us to this other topic, which is, I mean, let's be honest, and I'll say it if Sarah won't, the most of the fish at the fish fries is pretty downright awful is my <laughs> assumption of the situation you can send all your angry letters and emails to sarah baker hansen i don't have I a mailing address say anything. <laughs> um but the uh i love the idea of somebody like typing <laughs> typing you a letter and putting happen. it in the snail I'm mail i'm gonna get like a dead fish in the mail or something <laughs> <laughs> but the so but that closely adheres i think to kind of omaha's uh, traditional relationship with seafood, which is that we uh, have pretty low quality stuff a lot of the times. It is <laughs> tends to be fried. It's fried, um, and you know it just it's not any sort of situation like what you would traditionally get if you went to the coast. So I tried to think about. Oh, well, I mean, obviously we're landlocked, so it's a big challenge for us. And so I tried to think of like what would be the seafood tradition in Omaha. And when I thought about it, the first thing that I thought of was surf and turf, right? Which you know is really more about the steak. I mean, we are in Omaha. We did a whole show about steak. If you missed it, you can go listen to it. It was our last episode. But you know, like a steak with a lobster tail or a steak with you know a couple of crab legs. Like that, I feel like is kind of a seafood tradition that yeah. has been around Omaha because of our steakhouse tradition. The only other things I could think of that were sort of like traditional Omaha seafood fish places were Joe Tess in South Omaha and the Surfside Club, right? <laughs> which is a whole nother story for a different day. I think but we should talk about the tradition of the Surfside Club. The, the Surfside Club is on the Missouri River. It, uh, I've been going there probably my whole life. <laughs> and um, I, I have a line that I say about it that I will say, even though it is probably some people will disagree with it, but where the fish tastes like chicken and the chicken tastes <laughs> like fish. <laughs> the, the, uh, and the other amazing... They all taste the same. Well, yeah. I don't know how it happens, but it does. It's the Long John they, Silver's effect. They've actually... It's like, all in the same Yes, they fryer. used to just have fried chicken and right. fried fish. And yeah. they've all expanded and redone. And it's a lot yeah, different it's, than it's, it was It's nicer when I was now. Surfside Club yeah. is, is uh, nicer than it... Yeah, we went there uh, last summer or the yeah. summer before that. I think it was last And summer. it was like totally remodeled and redone from when I used to go there as a kid. Yeah. And, but um, we have to talk about... I mean, I'm not letting us get away from this conversation without talking about the real tradition at the Surfside <laughs> Club, which is that you'll just be standing there 
very politely, Sitting, calmly uh, eating table. your fish that tastes like chicken or chicken <laughs> that tastes like fish, and uh, a, a boat yeah. will come by on the river, and uh, the the esteemed men and women in that boat, uh, fellow Omahans, usually. Uh-huh will uh, greet you mm-hmm. by showing you their uh, butt, <laughs> uh, exposed butt. They'll either moon you or flash you. Right, yeah. or, or their breasts. Yes. Depending on their, you know, sort of allegiance right. to what body part right. they would like that's to That's just uh, kind of like the, you know, special side dish. So that's Omaha sea- seafood tradition. <laughs> that's it. That seems to kind of... Yeah. Uh, put, that that's that's where we come from yeah. in Omaha. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, the f- the fish is fried. Right. You know, and, uh, you know, I grew up also in my family, you know, my par- my grandparents spent summers at Lake Okaboji. My late grandfather, he was an avid fisherman. He would fish in the Iowa Great Lakes. And so every at the end of every summer, our family would have a fish fry. And it was walleye and right. Great Northern. And so I grew up with that yeah. as a fish fry tradition, which I feel far is far better than any of the stuff we were just talking about in terms of the flavor of the fish, in terms of, you know, I mean, I obviously was my family, so I have good memories of that and just like breading that fish with my grandma and stuff. But, you know, we just did it a little bit differently, but it was such a fun, such a fun thing. And I feel, I wonder if other people have those types of of traditions with fish or seafood in the Midwest. I feel like lake fish is probably, you know, especially in like Minnesota and the the upper Midwest becomes more of a tradition, but really like there isn't a lot of that in, that was in Iowa, you know, the fishing was in Iowa. I mean, where we are, I mean, where are you going to catch like a good fish? I, I don't really know. So, I don't, not out of the Missouri. Right. right. So catfish is yeah. the tradition at Joe Tess. Right. So that's I another, guess, yeah. that, that would be another like seafood tradition, but really like, uh, those are just fish that I'm like, not that interested in eating. And I think that it, it will, we'll get into this a little bit later, but that kind of creates challenges for the restaurants yeah. in Omaha who want to try to do this. And it's interesting though, because Omaha has come a, just a light years right. in the last you know decade or two is my right. sense on sea, seafood. So we're in the second half, we're gonna talk about that. But before we go, it, this reminded me of a story that I want to tell about my brother, which is that... <laughs> okay. Red I actually Cl- have no idea what this the, is. <laughs> the uh, Red Cloud's culinary uh, tradition is the Palace Lounge mm-hmm. um, in Red Cloud. It's a steakhouse, old school steakhouse. Um, we used to go there, you know, a couple times a month when we were kids. And my brother, who was, by the way, at this point, like three foot eight and like 42 pounds <laughs> <laughs> he had bag what uh, baggy baggy uh, biker shorts ba- when he put biker shorts on they were always baggy <laughs> sorry cole if you're listening <laughs> <laughs> so he needed some you know he, he was a scrawny kid mm-hmm. and he uh what he would order almost every time when we went to the palace lounge was not a steak not a cheeseburger not even chicken strips he would order the catfish. Really? Yeah, he he would just bust out like that catfish. Like a whole catfish? Yeah. yeah. Fried? Would, fried. Oh my gosh. And he would eat it all. Wow. Yeah. I have I've never heard that. And it story. filled him into his uh, biker shorts, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least there's one person in Nebraska who likes fried catfish. <laughs> it's Matthew's brother. All right. Well, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be back with our top three lists of our favorite places to get fish and seafood in Omaha, and a little bit of conversation about um, some of the restaurants we think are doing seafood really well. 
right, so we're back. Just a quick reminder, my Omaha Dines newsletter comes out every Tuesday. You can subscribe to it for free on omahadines.com. Um, it is content you'll only get in that newsletter. It also gives you a preview into what the following Thursday's dining review is going to be. So I encourage you to sign up if you like what you hear on this very cool podcast. So we're going to talk about some of the challenges and the reasons of why Omaha um, restaurants can fish can be a struggle here. Right. Well, and also the idea that despite the the barriers, there, there's actually a lot of good seafood yeah. in, stuff in Omaha at this point. Okay, mm-hmm. but the the barriers, traditional like the barriers that they have to jump mm-hmm. over, um, kind of outline what those would be. Okay, so the first one is fairly obvious: just the challenges of getting fresh fish and seafood here. So this morning, I I didn't want to just kind of speak off the cuff. I wanted to talk to someone who knew about this. So I called Nick Strawhecker, the chef at Dante, and um, talked to him for about 15 minutes on the phone just about the challenges um so dante is um of course uh west omaha has a west omaha location and a blackstone location the majority of the fish and seafood you would get on the menu at the west omaha location and dante is part of this really cool program called smart catch which is from the james beard foundation and basically it is working with chefs across the nation to help make seafood more sustainable um and so when you are in Nebraska, you think like there's not very many options here to get fish locally. So that means you have to get it here. And Nick basically said the main, the main, the main kind of barrier is that that's really expensive. If you want to get good fish, you have to pay to get it fresh. And he works with, um, with a company called Sea to Table that's like on the, it's on the East Coast. And so they package that fish for him on the dock and then it comes straight to the oh, restaurant. Cool. Yeah. So a lot of other, you know, he was talking about there are other companies around the Midwest where, you know, there'll be like three or four steps that that fish makes before it actually gets to the restaurant versus this other company. Right. So it's so it's the uh, pl- like sort of the distance that has to be shipped. Yeah. It's the it's the time right. because fish obviously is not. Uh, yeah. He he said you basically it has a shelf life of two to three days. Yeah. So, so you have to you know, have to use it. Yeah. And he said that's another kind of thing that's you have to learn over time is like how much to order how much can you realistically sell and he said you basically as a chef predict that on experience of your diner um and he said you know he would rather run out than have too much because leftover you know the restaurant he gets it on end of the week goes over the weekend the restaurant's closed on monday so then that fish has to go until tuesday right and so then you know he just was basically like it's not going to be as good on tuesday and then what about the customer barrier? So I was asking him about that, and he said, you know, he feels like there are diners in Omaha who are learning more about fish and understanding it. But he gave me an example over the over the weekend at Dante. So he had gotten um, fish last week. They had three entrees on the menu, and they were in the $38 range. So that's a lot. And right. even Nick was like, that's a lot for uh, to ask for somebody but, but it makes sense right i mean but when you think about the there, when so, you think about the delivery right. and how much it costs right. to get it here that's he becomes was, an issue yeah he was talking about how like he thinks people don't really understand that yeah and so when you and i and i honestly believe that's why one of the traditions that we talked about in the first part of the show surf and turf right you know people are used to that for beef the, the cost they're, really they're used is to, to the that. cost but yeah. when when i did my review of the drover i think the crab legs were like 
$80. Yeah. I did not order them, by the way. <laughs> not I even really on the World Herald uh, wanted to order them. Uh, account. That's like one of my favorite things, but yeah. I didn't get them because yeah. it just seems so much yeah. to pay. But, you know, again, it's you're paying for a lot of other stuff besides just that that um, one thing. And so that kind of led us, you know, I talked about the Smart Catch program very briefly, which is very cool. And um there's some troublesome fish that people really like, like ahi tuna is a really right. good example. That's just not a sustainable fish. And Nick went so, as far as saying like, it's not, it will cease to exist. Yeah. It's gonna just go away because it's been so overfished and there's a lot of problems with it. And there's a lot of great books out there um, that you can read about this topic. Um, Dan Barber's written a really great book about the sustainability of fish. That was the first time I had really read about it. He's a chef from New York. Um, and I asked him, do you think that people understand that sustainability question as diners? And he said, no, yeah. people don't think about that at all. And so that's an, another kind of you know way that this is all going to be changing. I think we're going to see less of those things and more of other, yeah. more of other types of fish. Well, and it's interesting though, because I mean, what we've noticed on menus the last couple mm -hmm. of years is a lot more, I mean, local right. fish, right. which is like one of the things that probably is happening that allows Omaha restaurants to, to do seafood better. Right. So one of the fish that we were kind of doing some research last night, and one of the places we saw was Blue Valley Aquaculture. So the Grey Plume does a trout, a full trout on its menu from Blue Valley. And it's um, it's near Sutton, Nebraska. Yeah. And it's um, an, an kind of an aqua aquaculture, aquaponics operation. Right. Um, so kind of trying to figure out a way to make fish locally available that's raised not you know, on the coast or in some cases gets shipped all the way across the world. Right. Um, and I so, assume one way to make it more sustainable too, right? The farm raised sort right, of idea. Right. I mean, it's still expensive because it's a startup and, you know, they're doing a new thing in a, a different way. But so you're still going to pay for that in some way, but you're also having an experience that is more like a Nebraska fish experience yeah. versus like, you know, crab legs or something that right. we don't have here. And so, okay. The last, and who knows, of uh, 5, 10, 15 years, mm -hmm. it started to change in Omaha. There's some places, like, let's talk about kind of the the bridges to, I mean, we'll get to the top three at the end, but um, it, it feels like one place that really, um, you know, made a big impact and makes a big impact on Omaha is absolutely fresh, yes. which is tied to shucks. Yeah. I mean, that's a place that was, I, I don't know how long they've been shipping in fish, but they've been doing it for a while now. Yeah. A long time. And you know, the restaurant definitely is newer than the shop. Right. Uh, the shop's been around for longer than, than the restaurant, but it is interesting when you, you know, we've shopped there a lot. We bought, bought a lot of fish yeah. there and, um, super high quality. They have a lot of selection. Um, you know, and I, and then they translate that to a menu. Um, they have, you know, they have walleye, which is what I was talking about earlier, a fish eye you know, grew up eating. They have a trout amandine, which is a really classic um, fish dish on their menu. They also have a lot of fried fish, but, right. you know, they, they do it in a tasty, good way. Yeah. And so, you know, they're kind of taking their product that you can also buy as a consumer and serving it at the restaurant. Yeah. The, and the other two things it feels like have happened is one, Omaha's nicest, best restaurants mm -hmm. have, have focused some of their, you know, they, they do seafood. Almost all of them do seafood right. pretty well. And then the, the other thing is that Plank, which, you know, is a, a, a part of the flagship restaurant group that, the, of blue fame of mm -hmm. uh, Roja, 
um, uh, and Blatt. Uh, playing, you know, they they devoted a restaurant to seafood, right. which is not besides um, absolutely fresh and uh, shucks. I don't know of another one in in Omaha. I mean, I that's certainly and there isn't one. Plank to me of the restaurants that do solely uh, or almost solely uh, seafood is the is the best one right and it's in you know i was talking to nick this morning and i actually didn't know this but he was telling me that he'd been speaking to one of the chefs from flagship and they're actually working to make their seafood program more sustainable oh, cool. because they you know they use a lot of seafood at right. blue and they've got a lot of locations of blue not just in omaha but elsewhere and then of course plank so yeah at plank one of my favorite things is just they have a selection at the bottom of the menu called simple fish right and that's exactly what it is and you can choose how you want it prepared and it always tastes really fresh and good. And I always enjoy that because sometimes when I eat fish, I'm eating it because I like fish. Right. I enjoy the flavor, the texture, the experience of eating fish, especially, you know, when we do travel to a place on the coast or that's known for fish, I just will eat fish the entire time. Yeah. Um, so I really enjoy that, um, that preparation and the simplicity of it, I think is really good. Yeah, that's a great point. And it's interesting because I have to teach myself much more than you to, to kind of trust that taste and that quality. Right. I'm much more, you know, kind of traditionally Nebraskan, I think, in that I'm going to uh, veer towards the fried. I'm going to veer towards the, the seafood that has a bunch of other stuff on it. <laughs> you know, and it's, but I do think it's because we've been conditioned right. to think of, of fish or seafood as less than, and therefore, you know, you need sauce mm -hmm. or or something else to, mm -hmm. to kind of go with it to um, to make it uh, good, yeah. which is not true. And right. it's certainly not true at Plank. Right. No, I agree. Totally. And I think, um, you know, there are other places we have on our list here that, you know, wouldn't probably come as any surprise to somebody who dines out and does some fine dining in Omaha. But we already talked about Dante, but, you know, Nick's getting super fresh fish in right. with that program that they're part of and doing, you know, kind of Italian versions of it, but also specials featuring the, that seafood that just changes every day. So I can't even tell you what those specials were this weekend on the menu, but they won't, they'll be something different next week. Yeah. And so I kind of love that, you know, the specials rotate in the same way in the same time that the fish comes and so whatever he gets that's what he's going to cook right in, you know in a different way than maybe he had last week and i kind of appreciate that in a way it's like cooking seasonally the same way you know you wouldn't necessarily right. eat asparagus in december or tomatoes in december you'd eat them when they were in season yeah and i feel like that seasonality can translate to this as well the um and, and well, among places that barely i mean the top three here was tough because we're talking about good restaurants, all good restaurants, right. who do fish as some part right. uh, or seafood as some part of their menu. Yeah. And a couple that didn't make either of our lists, I think, but deserve a shout out. Great Plume for sure. Yeah. I mean, they, they have been doing this since they opened. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned the trout, which is one of their signature dishes, right? Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's been around since mm -hmm. the Great Plume right. has been around. They've always had some sort of, you know, kind of local or as local as they can get fish. Yeah. As far and, as I can remember. And another one is, and this will surprise no one, but it's V Mertz. Yeah. I mean, it's a place that is doing, you know, through its various chefs and incarnations, it's it's almost always it felt, felt like has done some kind of, it'll do a traditional seafood once in a while, but it'll also do like cool takes right. on that tradition, mm -hmm. new stuff. So, and v, you can't really go wrong with anything no. at V Mertz, yeah. but it's a place where you can get really good Right. Uh, I mean, dishes. oysters, if you like those. Um, they also had a, recently, I looked up their menu last night 
night. There was a trout dish on there right. also, um, a monkhead fish. So interesting fish, unusual stuff done in a really modern and cool way. Cool. All right. Time for the top three. The best, your <laughs> most favorite three uh, Omaha restaurants for seafood. So, Go. oh, okay. number three. <laughs> okay. Well, I would say we've already talked about plank, but their simple fish is one of my favorite ways to eat fish in Omaha. So that is my number three in a nutshell. I just think if you haven't tried that, if you've gone there and you've had something else, you know, go there. Or if you like oysters, they have really fresh oysters, order a plate of oysters, and then just go straight for one of their simple fish that are kind of four different choices of types of fish you can get. I really like the salmon. I find it's yeah. always done really well. And I've had really nice grilled salmon there. It's not off that simple fish yeah. menu, but it's like the plank salmon uh -huh. sort of idea. Right. Um, and they it, also yeah, make really this good. really nice um, build your own crostini thing with like a fish. I think it's like a, a little tower in the middle with, that has fish in it. Whoa. We have that as an appetizer. All right. Uh, your number two. Oh, I'm doing all of mine in yeah, a row? Yeah, go for okay. it. So I would say, um, again, I already mentioned it, but Dante would be my second choice. Yeah. Um, I think so many people think Dante is just about pizza. Right. And Dante is about way more than pizza. Um, and so if you've only experienced their pizza, which is great and which I love, you should go and try some of their other offerings. Yeah. Their pastas are amazing. Um, uh, when morel mushroom season gets here soon, Dante is always one of my first stops for that. We're going to have to do an episode about morel mushrooms. I know, we are. And uh, yeah, the seafood, I mean, when you find out that the seafood is coming straight from the dock to the restaurant, right. I mean, there aren't very many places in Omaha where you can have that kind of an experience. And they've committed themselves to giving that experience, and I really respect that. It's cool, too, because the Strahacker family, or a branch of Nick's family, is you know Sicilian Sicilian, and he's you know at this point third or fourth generation. Yeah. Uh, so it's some of those traditions from Sicily, which obviously involves mm -hmm. uh, seafood, making it to a plate in uh, you know West Omaha or Midtown right. Omaha in 2019, which I love that idea. Yeah, I love that you know he travels all over Italy and then he brings back those experiences to diners here, and and I just wish more people were aware of the work that goes into it, which is part of the reason we're doing this podcast, because right. I think it's really good to bring attention to that. Oh, number one. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, go <laughs> I for was it. waiting for you to go. <laughs> so my number one has to be Boiler Room. Um, I've had some of the most amazing fish dishes yeah. anywhere in Omaha I've ever had. Um, you know, Tim Nicholson just got his first nod from the James Beard Foundation as a semifinalist for Best Chef Midwest, which I think is well-deserved. It totally is. I, I'm Boiler Room, to me, is consistently just one of the best. I mean, if not number one, it's in the top three mm -hmm. for best restaurant in Omaha for me, yeah. and has been since I moved here. Right. Um, it's just a it's just a fantastic restaurant, and they do seafood mm. so so well. It's excellent, and I don't have a menu printed out because whatever I would print out wouldn't be the latest right. menu. So you're just gonna have to go to Boiler Room and trust me to uh, order something. It's gonna be great, whatever you get. Okay, right. it's your turn. Well, I, this is one <laughs> of the. I think this is the first time our top threes have been completely different. Yeah. Um, my number three, and it's you know just on every list of everything I do because I love it so much. You do is Yoshitomo. Um, he, he's doing the same thing where he is bringing in fantastic fish, yeah. except you know in this case we're talking about a sushi place, and then he you know he is preparing it in these really creative, inventive yeah. ways. I mean, I just I could eat at Yoshitomo 
twice a week for the rest of my life right. and be happy. And we didn't even really get into sushi that yeah, much in this episode, but it's a whole, you know, it's a whole nother thing. We could talk about this kind of sushi revolution that's been happening in Omaha over the past year, yeah. how things have changed so drastically. Another, yet another episode we need to another do. Another one. Uh, number, my number two is Label Yon. And, and specifically, Paul Kulik was on our last episode. That's not why they're number two on the list. <laughs> but it's because, um, you know, when we go there... The oysters. Yeah. I mean, it, it is, uh, to me, the, my favorite spot to get oysters in Omaha. And it's a place that does other interesting seafood stuff uh, in addition. I would say the rock shrimp that he gets yeah. seasonally. Yeah, and I forgot about a that. Couple, That's like a year ago, there was a, a toast, one of yeah. his toasts that had rock shrimp on it. And that I could have just eaten every, every day. Yeah. I loved it. But that's a seasonal thing. You can't get it all the time. And so when I see it on their menu, I always get it because I just think it's so delicious. Yeah. And it's so nicely prepared the way they do it. And uh, my number one restaurant to get seafood in Omaha um, is uh, Twisted Cork in sort of near what? Give me the address of Twisted Cork. I think it's like 100 and Shaker Place. 102nd Pacific. Okay. It's like Pacific just east of the interstate. So what Omaha's call West Omaha, even though it's, you know, kind of central Omaha Omaha. at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, People would consider it. But um, just a place that, I mean, I love the idea of their Northwest focus. They're doing something that nobody else is doing in Omaha, which I love. Um, and I don't know, they just, they, they consistently do the fish from that region, mm-hmm. um, really well. Yeah. I think that that singular, such a singular focus that that restaurant has, like the North, uh, the upper Northwest yeah. makes it kind of, they have to have fish right. and seafood on their menu. Yeah, no and choice. so the way they do it, I think makes them stand out cause they do it different than the way other places do it. Um, they kind of really think they really have like drilled down into what does that mean? for them um, flavor-wise. And there's sometimes a little bit of, like, Hawaiian yeah. stuff yeah, kind yeah. of in the mix. like Which is cool. Poke and right. different kinds of preparations of fish that you don't see that often around Omaha. So I think it's a solid pick, too. Nice. The, the, uh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that wraps it up for the uh, fish episode yeah. of Omaha Dines. I forgot to mention earlier that um, I smelled, uh, <laughs> I smelled, I weirdly wore a blazer. Like I was working. <laughs> so I wore like my work outfit to the fish fry on Friday night and my gosh, that was a mistake. That blazer blazer's going to need dry clean like yeah. four times. It's still hanging along with your jeans <laughs> on a drying rack at home. We're tempting to air it out and failing miserably. So pro tip, don't wear your nicest outfit to the fish fry. But do go. I mean, it, you know, I was <laughs> yeah. making it sound earlier, like, you know, it was, I, I didn't, I, I'm not meaning to criticize it because it is, <laughs> it is, no, and I really mean this. It's, it's such an Omaha thing to do. It is. Like you have to do it. I think if you have you, to experience it at least once. It. Yeah, it yeah. is and such a, it's a, it's a tradition and people love it. And I can see why it's a lot of fun. All right. So go drink a beer. Uh, in a, a dark uh, tunnel and then <laughs> and then go into the fish fry and make sure you wear a t-shirt <laughs> that you can take off immediately that's right <laughs> alright well thanks for tuning in and listening um, we will be back in a couple weeks